Let's get into some word. If you have a Bible, go ahead and get that out and get that ready. And uh, I've been teaching, uh, if you've been with us, a series called Getting Over It. And by the leading of the Lord, I'm continuing. And by the direction of God, I always seek because I want there to be a, a, a change, a permanent change, lasting change, victory over death. Amen. And if we follow the leading of the Lord in our services, we'll get that. We'll see that happen. And, uh, you know, great testimonies already coming in. I just heard one today about a person who was drinking. A, they told me for the last 10 years, drank a bottle of whiskey a day. And there's, he told me a little bit more about that. But then he said, since the series, and I haven't had any. Totally set, totally set free. So when we talk about getting over it, that was his it. Amen. That was his it. Whatever your it is, say my it is bigger than that. It doesn't matter. We're talking about a big, big God. And we can, we can overcome uh, let's read our two scriptures uh, that we've been starting off with the last few weeks. Uh, let's say, say this out loud together. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Here we go. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What does he give us? Victory, not defeat. Come on. Not I'll get around to you someday, maybe, or in heaven. No. Right here, right now, he gives us the victory. If he gives me the victory, then I can say I have the victory. Amen. And I ought to say it. How do, how, how do you have victory? Through my Lord Jesus Christ. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Let's say it together. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Praise God. So what's the frequency of our triumph? Always. always. He always leads us in triumph. So we can be assured that if we're under it, it's not because it's the will of God. If we are being overcome by things in life, that is not God's will for our lives. His plan, His will is revealed in His Word. How I many know there's not God's will and God's Word and they're two, going two separate directions? His, his Word is His will. And when I see victory, when I see triumph, when I see this, this ever-present language of always, then I can know if I'm under it, it is the will of God that I get over it. Right? Knowing that is the case, then I know that his word, his resources, all the power of heaven will stand behind me until I overcome. Yeah. And embracing that very starting point is the beginning of a victorious life. Now, uh, over the last four weeks, I've taught very, a couple main principles that I want to reiterate without elaborating. I said a lot about these, but just as a reminder, we said that if we're going to live an overcoming life, we need to, number one, make God our source. He must be where we look for help, all right? Number two, we said we must refuse to fear. Refuse to fear. I'm not going to be victorious while maintaining Fear in my heart. Fear is connected to bondage. 
Yeah. And then number three, here's another one I want to share with you today, is that we must control our tongue. You need to watch your mouth. <laughs> Does that sound rude? Watch your mouth. <laughs> control your tongue. Uh, I can say it this way. You can talk yourself into a pit, a hole. You can talk yourself out of it. Literally, your words will determine the course of your future. You, you cannot have a winning life and a losing mouth. They're not going to coexist. All right. I, I do not travel one direction with my life and travel a different direction with my mouth. There's got to be alignment. If I want to go west, I must have west speak. I must have westerly words. <laughs> right? And I don't think we've all caught this because it's not uncommon to see and to hear people speaking east while desiring west. Okay, to say it in other language, speaking death while desiring life. Speaking defeat while desiring victory. And God has given us this tool, this, this control center. It's right beneath your nose. And what you do with it will determine your future. Okay? Now, uh, in the book of James, I want you to turn, if you would, if you have your Bible, James chapter 3. I just want to read a couple of verses, even though, uh, you know, the whole chapter there is about, most of the chapter is about our, our tongue and our words. But we want to just read uh, just a couple verses for now. James chapter 3 and verse 9. 3, 9. Speaking about the, the tongue, it reads, With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing, brethren, these things ought not to be so. These things ought not to be so. We should not use our mouth for both blessing and cursing. All right, pretty straightforward. But I see in here that the, the phrase that jumps out at me is a mouth of blessing. That we can have a mouth that blesses or a mouth that curses. We need to distinguish between the, uh, the two, understand the difference so that we don't bless and curse. Blessing and cursing. That's like spinning your wheels. Come on. We're not making any progress if we're blessing and cursing. And usually because of the, probably because of the nature of the fallen world, if you're blessing and cursing, you're probably not even staying in the same place you're, you're going down. Right? It seems to be things without intentional effort, they're going to go down, right? You leave your yard alone for a month. Is it going to get better? How'd you get such a beautiful yard? I forgot about it. No, it's going to take a lot of work and attention to get it to go the right direction. Likewise, it is with our lives. Okay, and when we we can see this this principle, it'll help us to get going the right direction. So we got into the kingdom of God 
through saying, by confessing something. We confessed the Lord Jesus. And if confessing the right thing will save you from hell, how much more will it save us, spare us uh, from some hell on earth? What I'm saying is if, if the words, my faith released through my words alters my eternity, how much more will my faith alter something that's less than eternity or impact something that's temporary? In other words, it's less of a job. And if you're saved, you already got the main thing done. You confessed yourself into the kingdom of God and in eternity with God. And so when I think about a mouth of blessing, I'm also thinking about a mouth of cursing. And so let's talk about a little bit about that subject and what it means. Uh, what is a cursing mouth? Now, it's not, it's, it's more than cussing, all right? Sometimes cussing and cursing are interchanged. Uh, I would just say, just kind of as a caveat, uh, Christians who cuss need to have a, an appointment with God, all right? And I realize what I'm saying. Say, hey, I just got saved like a week ago and, and I have it. I get it, but you should, you should give some attention to that. If you used to cuss like a sailor, as they say, uh, you would want to get control of that because that's not a mouth of blessing. I mean, if there's any justification for it whatsoever, it's not a big deal, it's whatever. It's certainly not praise. It's not thanksgiving. It's not encouragement. It's not uplifting. It is a voice of death and not life. Hallelujah. All right. Everybody okay? You can't run out now because we'll know it's you. Uh, but, but, but the word curse, even though it could, be, it could include what we might say is foul language or something like that. Again, foul not talking about the bird, but, you know, foul. You think of a foul smell. It's, oh, oh, not, oh, that's foul. Okay, again, that's opposite of heaven. One of the things stated about hell is that it's a stinky place. It's putrid. It's, it's death. Stinks. I don't want stink in my life. <laughs> right? Don't we take great effort to get rid of the stink? You did this morning, probably. Washed all the stink off. Because it's not God. <laughs> But the word curse, now, mouth of cursing, same word, same Greek word translated there is also used to describe Jesus on the cross, all right? In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13, he was made a curse for us, all right? Jesus was made a curse for us. So I can understand words of cursing by thinking about acknowledging what Jesus became for me when he died. All right, and that could be described with numerous words. We could certainly say sin and death. You could say sickness and disease. Remember, he bore our infirmities. By his stripes we're healed. Uh, you could say any form of darkness or mental anguish and any type of evil and demonic thing. Jesus became that while he was on the cross as a substitution for us. All right, so when we talk about a mouth of cursing, we could certainly say that would include words of death. I'm saying beyond like cussing, but words of death, words of defeat, words of suffering, words of disease, words of, words of lack, 
poverty, all the things that sin brought into the world, that's what Jesus came to bear on our behalf. Amen. And just like, you know, sometimes when someone cusses, that's referred to as curse words. Ever heard that? Curse words. Or, you know, well, I don't want to have curse words in my mouth. Whether I'm talking about four-letter words or just death words, those biblically would be called curse words. We don't use any curse words. Why don't you? Because I'm blessed, saved, right with God, in the kingdom, filled with life, filled with joy and victory. Come on. I don't need to have curse words. All right. Sickness words, death words, poverty words, failure words. That's what, that's what, what we're talking about here. Uh, one definition, when I looked up these things in various dictionaries, to curse is the act of imprecating. Okay. And I, if you're like me, you don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I looked it up. But it has to do with invoking evil upon someone. When someone curses, they're invoking evil. I, you know, wish bad things for you in essence. If you curse at someone, you're one of the worst curses, I think, that people use nowadays when they're really angry with someone for what they've done. They'll say things like, go to hell. All right. Well, what is that? Well, that's a that's an ultimate curse. Right? That's wishing the ultimate penalty and punishment on somebody. That's definitely a curse to go to hell. And so uh, we don't want to invoke evil upon others. And just like we can do that, you can invoke evil upon others. Here's another side to this. You can do this to yourself. You can, and many people, they do this. They invoke evil. It's totally illogical. Why would we do this? We invoke evil upon our own lives. We curse our own presence, our own bodies, minds, finances, marriages, relationships, ability, we curse our future. And it's, it's almost odd to me, like it should be unnecessary to even say these things. Because this is just like, why would we do that? But in our modern society, uh, things like self-deprecation have become normal and advised and even funny. And when someone says negative things about themselves, we laugh about it. It's a joke. And, and, you know, I'm all for a good joke, but I don't want to be, I, I don't want to take my life out in the process. If I can get you to laugh because I'm imprecating myself, cursing my, myself, that's not worth the laugh to me. Or if I'm literally putting someone else down, uh, that's not wor worth the laugh to me. Uh, I, I looked up this phrase, you know, this phrase, self-deprecation, all right? It is the act of reprimanding oneself by belittling, undervaluing, disparaging oneself, or being excessively modest. All right? So I don't want to think of myself too small. You know, there, there's this saying that goes around. I like it. It's when talking about humility, that when you're, you're humble, you don't think less of yourself. You just think of yourself less. Yeah. Yeah. I like to, the God's will and goal for us is not to think of ourselves as insignificant, unimportant, nothing like that. No, he, he shed, Jesus shed his blood for us. Amen. We must be pretty important to him, yes. right? So I don't want to speak down about myself. I want, may want to think about myself less, meaning I'm thinking about others more. Yeah. Okay, that would be of, of great value. But disparaging oneself, you know, I'm so stupid. 
or I'm just slow, weak, I'm just weak, I'm a failure, I just don't have much discipline, I'm an undisciplined person, I'm always tired. You know, anything, anything that's negative that you don't want, that's not your goal, it's not what you're striving for. Why would we let that out of our mouths? Certainly the thoughts come, but the mature person recognizes the power in what they declare, all right? It, you, could, you could call it speaking, confession, prophecy, testimony. There are lots of words in the scriptures uh, that really define and describe us saying what's, what we want to say. And the goal of, of a mature, victorious person is they learn to control it. And they say, I don't want to be a, you know, another word, dichotomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't want to be going two different directions. Yeah. I, I want to be unified. I want to speak what is right, what is true, what is honest, what is just, okay? And so why would we? ever curse our ability to do right or to cease doing wrong? Why would we ever say about ourselves, I have no power over this. I'm, I can't control myself. I can't help it. Okay. Well, why would we ever entertain those beliefs and let them out of our mouths? Because what we're doing, and I think one of the reasons why we might entertain that or do that is we don't know the effect it's having upon us how it's strengthening and giving power to the negative, to the obstacle, to the, to the curse, and it's moving us further and further away from the blessing. Amen. All right? So I want to have a mouth of, of, of blessing. Here's how I would describe or define a cursing mouth, a mouth of cursing. It is one that is constantly saying that I can't, that I won't, that I don't have. It's, it's giving weight and giving voice to everything that I'm thinking I can't do or don't have instead of acknowledging the opposite. Me- meaning, and the opposite is, is, is whatever the Lord says about me. Right? Okay. Gideon was a, was a guy in Judges 6 who was full of fear and hiding from the Midianites and, a, you know, and attacking country, the angel appeared to him and said, mighty man of valor, said to him the opposite of everything that was visual and present. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? You could say, angel, that's not true. That angel was coming with the word of the Lord. And just like God has said to Gideon and others and declared things about them that did not appear to be accurate, it is when someone accepts that word that they rise up and become that very thing. And so we can say, I'm insignificant, full of fear, and I can't overcome. Or we can embrace the word of the Lord and say, I'm strong in him. And I am an overcomer every time. I always triumph in Christ. Amen. And so by identifying with negatives, I I have, and and fill in the blank with, with a sickness or a disease. And that's just who I am. I have. People oftentimes take on disease as, as identity. All right, I am a, and they fill in the blank with their disease. And you think about how many times they repeat that statement. How many times they tell other people. What, what, what is getting stronger? The disease or the healing? See, they're moving further away from the healing and more into the establishment and permanency of that condition. By I am a, I have a, you know, I can't afford, fill in the blank. 
See, I don't like to say that. Amy and I have just kind of, all of our married years, we don't go around saying, I can't afford. Even when we had no money, we didn't go around saying, well, like, we can't afford this and we can't afford that. Why? It's just not positive. It's just not praiseworthy. It's not giving God access to our hearts to provide and be, be an abundant God that he is. It's schooling ourselves into lack to where we think I can't afford. Everybody with me? Okay. And these things really have the opportunity. Some, if, if you're sitting here today and say, well, I can't afford stuff. I get that. Been there, done that. But you can, you can begin to turn the corner and make your way out of I can't afford by not giving it voice and beginning to declare the promises of God for you. All right. I don't mean that happens overnight, but we've got to interrupt the curse that works in the earth from affecting our lives. And so, you know, anything, I'm ugly, I can't get a good job, I can't find a spouse, I never seem to learn, I can't pay attention, I don't have any focus, I'm always late. What, what, I don't know, what, what is your issue? You say, well, I am. What do you want to continue to be? That's what I'm saying. We can turn the corner by changing from a cursing mouth to a blessing mouth. Saying, I'm sharp, I'm alert, I'm always on time. Amen. If you don't need to tell everyone else yet, then don't tell them yet. Work on yourself. Talk to the Lord about it. But, uh, uh, but that, that's, that's how we have, and often people have a mouth of, of cursing. Now, understand what I'm saying here. I don't want you to get in a ditch. I, I'm not saying that if you have a problem, you can't tell anyone. Or you shouldn't tell anyone. Um, but you should ask yourself why am I, the question, why am I telling them? Because in, in a very real world, if something is really weighing us down, we've had trouble with it, the help of another person's faith, prayers, encouragement might be a, a, a really good solution to where we are. And, and if we say, well, I can't say anything negative, so we won't tell anyone to get help, we might be cutting ourselves from help, called the body of Christ. Amen. All right? But there's a difference in doing that and telling everyone you know. So you didn't react very positively to that. It's a difference in finding a person or a couple people to share your struggle with and, you know, they're going to help you to get over and telling everyone you know about your problems and putting it on social media and saying it again and again, year after year after year, declaring. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's called cursing your own life as opposed to blessing it. And so we, we, we should learn the difference. And, and if we got, you know, if we got to tell someone or want to tell someone, good, go for it, do it and get, the, get help. But if you got to tell 20 people, you probably just want attention. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> now think about the power that God put in words. He spoke the world into existence. I mean, in other words, this principle is how he functions. It's how things are created. It's how we were created. Uh, this principle, he put the power of our salvation in our own mouth. Right? Yeah. Remember Romans chapter 10 and, and verse 10? When, when it says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Confession unto salvation. The words that I speak get me saved. Obviously not any words, but the confession of the Lordship of Jesus. 
But it is, he's saying that principle. You confess yourself into salvation. And so if I can confess myself into heaven, could I confess myself into hell? Now, again, back off from eternal. Let's bring it into temporary. If I can confess myself into an eternity in the very presence of God, could, do my words have any effect on how much I experience God right here, right now? If I go around saying I can't hear God, I can't hear his voice, I can't sense his presence, other people talking about God moving the spirit, I don't feel anything. <laughs> if that's my language and I'm repeatedly saying that, what am I doing? I'm putting a, a, I'm building into my consciousness and my heart this space, this separation between me and spiritual reality. Or if I, can, if I say, you know, hearing from God is, is normal for me. I know him. He knows me. I sense the presence of God all the time because that's just who I am. I'm a spirit and my father's a spirit. In other words, if I speak the language of heaven, heaven becomes normal to me, even on earth, even in a temporary sense. Okay, and so I, I, can, I can do that. Think about it this, you know, the, the Greek word for saved is, is the word sozo, S-O-Z-O. It means not only salvation, it means healing and deliverance and all these things are built into that word. Uh, whereas the word for, for curse, did I tell you, maybe I told you earlier, you probably don't care the word, but uh, katara, the word for curse, Jesus was cursed on the cross, mouth of cursing, that's, that's it, that word katara. If I can... If I can, uh, if I am sozo by my confession, could I also be katara by it? I think that's good, that's good math. I remember a few years ago when uh, the story broke of the death of Kobe Bryant. I remember the basketball star, Kobe Bryant. And uh, it was interesting to me to see at that time that people who knew him, some of his friends, you could still search and see these videos today. But uh, one particular person I remember, and he said, Kobe always said that he wanted to die young. And for those who know about faith and know about the power of what we say, that caught our attention. I didn't know that. He was saying that? And he had said that for a long time, even when he was... I guess in his 20s, he was saying, I want to die young. And then this happens. Definitely gets your attention, doesn't it? It, it really matters what we say. You know, the, the Greek word for um, confession, it, it's the, the word homologeo. It basically means to, to say the same thing. Okay, so we think confession to say or to acknowledge or something, it means to say the same the same thing as. It means we come into agreement. Now, in agreement with what? Well, that would be up to us. See, we can say our problem, we can describe the beautiful mountain that's in front of us, the problematic mountain, you know? We can describe that mountain, or we can say what God says about the mountain. We can say, this whiskey has a hold on me, and I can't not drink it, I can't put it down. Or we can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or we can say, I am always victorious in Christ. And the power of God in me puts that thing under my feet. See, it's a different way of speaking. But what, what our goal is, it is to say the same thing. As who? I recommend as God. 
Find a promise and say it. Find a declaration from him. Find the will of God in the word and declare it. So instead of having a mouth of cursing, we have a mouth of blessing. See, sometimes, again, we only think of that maybe in terms of how we speak to others. And that is definitely a part of what I'm talking about. Stop cussing people. <laughs> Start blessing people, right? right? We want to speak and lift and, and empower and, and bring words of encouragement and healing to others. But this is the crazy thing that, where, where I say it's almost illogical that we have to say this. But why would we do this to ourselves? Even if you're super nice and uplifting and encouraging and speaking God's word to other people, don't go back home and look in the mirror and say, you loser, you waste of flesh, you good for nothing. You know, sing that song, gloom, despair, and agony on me. No, it's time to sing the victory. It's time to shout his praises. Come on. There's a reason we sing songs like we do when we come to church and how they're positive. Someone might, might, might say, yeah, we're singing that song, but that doesn't feel like my life. That's why we're seeing them. So in even someone in the pit of despair, the pit of despair, you know, Princess Bride, uh, uh, someone who's in the pit, they should stand up loud and sing and declare victory, and declare freedom in Christ. You have delivered me. You have set me free, even in the midst of their struggle. Why? That's what changes the direction and course of our lives. Hallelujah. And so we are to say what God says, not speak our fears, speak the truth, Amen. speak the word of the Lord. Let me give you a few verses and we'll, we'll finish for today uh, just to give you a little bit more support. There are gazillions of verses on this in the scripture. In the Proverbs, there's a bunch of them. Proverbs 13, 2, a man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. But the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. His mouth. Proverbs uh, 13, 3. He who guards his mouth does what? Preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. In other words, one encouragement that we can all start with is the value of putting your hand over your mouth. <laughs> In other words, learning when to not say anything until your heart can be filled with the right thing and you speak words of life and stuff, not death. And then Proverbs uh, 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are where? Power of the tongue. So I think it's in God's control. It's not, it's in your mouth. I think the Lord's deciding who lives and dies. Nope, your mouth is. My mouth is. He, he really put that power within our own being because he made us like himself. And then 1 Peter uh, chapter 3 and verse 10. For he who would love his life, would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. So my good days, my loving life, my good days are tied to what I say. Amen. Tied to the very words that I speak. And so, again, I, I recommend... Two things, just for now. I mean, this is just a short teaching on this subject, but it'll help many of you turn a corner. You'll stop going backwards today, and you'll start moving forward in victory, Amen. above and not beneath. Amen. Amen. Whether it's whiskey or debt or some other kind of issue, 
or, 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 or physical problems, you'll start moving away from the problem immediately when the course of your life is determined by the words of your mouth. And all we're talking about, you guys, listen, we're talking about agreeing with God. I don't know if you've ever heard, there's people, there's sometimes people teach against this kind of thing. They say, oh, that's that confession stuff. We're talking about speaking God's word. We're talking about agreeing with God, not imposing our own will on a God who doesn't want us. He's the one who gave us victory. He needs our cooperation for it to become realized and manifest in us. He doesn't work contrary to what we say. He works in us so that we're saying what he's saying. Everybody with me now? See, it's just simple ABCs of Christianity. It's called, Christianity has been called the great confession. What, what does that mean? The great confession is Jesus is alive. Jesus is Lord. And he, then he says, that's why, that's Romans 10, 9. That's why verse 10, he explains the principle. The principle, with the heart one believes, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And that salvation is more than eternity with God. It's being saved from our bunk, gunk, and baloney down here right now. I can't, I'll say it again, speak one way and live a different way. I can't speak, what, how did I say it earlier? Eastwards and go west. If I want to go west, I need westwards. And in our case, we want life, a life of blessing. We got to have a mouth of blessing to experience this type of life. Amen? Amen. So, Again, learn to say things, you know, like, I can do all things for Christ. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I am rich, well-supplied, and a major blessing, right? I am willing and obedient to do the will of God. Yeah, those kind of things. And, and those are scriptures that I'm just adapting. And we will get over it by saying that we're over it. So we want to, number one, avoid and cease saying negative things. Number two, start speaking God's word. All right, one of the things that I've done, and maybe you can use this, is because I still catch myself, and I've known these things for a while. The, the, you know, the habits of this earthly life are sometimes brutal. But I know this principle, so I've gone along, and I'm, I say something, and I follow it because I, I'm quicker to catch it. And I've said right after I say what I don't want, I say, but I'm not going to say that anymore. But I'm going to stop saying that. I even did that one time when I was preaching. I was preaching. It was in another church. And it was a number of years ago. I'm preaching along, preaching along. I'm talking about gifts of the Spirit and power of God. And I say about the gifts of the Spirit in the moment. I said, and the Lord really doesn't use me in this way. And I was talking about words of knowledge and so forth. He really doesn't use me in this way. And I, then I said, but I'm not gonna say that anymore. I told that church that I was preaching to, I said, I'm gonna stop saying that. It just dawned on me instantly, why in the world would I say that? I can speak about the past, that's okay, but going forward, am I really just gonna say that? God doesn't use me that way. So I stopped that day ever saying that, and I said, Lord uses me in lots of ways, in many ways, and I can't always choose that, but he uses me in lots of ways. And it wasn't too long after that, the words of knowledge started coming to me. Amen. And the Lord would use me in different gifts of the Spirit. Why? I stopped cursing myself. Come on. In essence, you know? Yeah. And so if you catch yourself, 
And if you catch this message, you will catch yourself saying things that you don't want. Now, to keep your relationships intact, don't become everyone's confession monitor. <laughs> Telling everyone, I wouldn't say that if I were you, I wouldn't say that. You really want that? That's a word of death. That's a curse. <laughs> All right, you might get really annoying really fast. Uh, with me, I'll only do that to my closest friends. <laughs> they speak words of death. You know, this rarely happens anymore, but uh, I would just say things like, would you like me to agree with you on that? <laughs> we can agree as touching that thing. Then you'll have it for sure. <laughs> And we kind of make light of it, uh, but you have to know people when you can do that. Um, but if you catch yourself, do it. Catch yourself and just go ahead and say it out loud. Yeah, but I'm not going to keep saying that. I'm not going to keep cursing my own future, Amen. my own ability to be a good parent, my own ability to, to focus and function or, or whatever the situation might be. I'm victorious and I always triumph in Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise God.